to grow uh, LLC where their motto is being obsessed with your success. He is versed in importance of intellectual property and he's a practicing patent examiner of the United States Patent and Trademark Office specializing in technology of computer architecture. He's also the author in a multi-author book at Amazon bestseller entrepreneur title starting the um, journey of entrepreneurship he's a former student of st jago high school howard university and the university of michigan Chris is involved in the community he's a business advisor to students at the excessive chapter of washington Adventist university he serves on the executive board to collaborate to educate our sons and mentoring nonprofit organizations and features forum and there's just so so much more um the caribbean centric futuristic organization he serves as an active supporter to the institute of caribbean studies in dc that's a lot eh well chris thanks as i do with all our guests Thanks for letting me have the privilege of interviewing you. So, Chris. It's all. Chris. It's always a pleasure, Janice. It's good to be here with you. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your Jamaican roots. Where you hail from? Well, I was born in Kingston, but my parents' roots are in um, Saint Catherine, a mm. little town outside of Pangstown called um, Kitson Town. So when my uh, folks migrated here, they wanted me to actually have the high school experience in Jamaica. I went to Kitson Town to spend several years with my folks there before I migrated here to the United States. Ah, and that is how you happened to uh, migrate to the U.S.? That's correct. My folks, my mom, and uh, my dad actually in the early they had actually gone to uh, England. He could not stand the cold. Came back to Jamaica. My mom said, we're not going to remain poor. So she, um, on her own, uh, moved out. And um, without him, he came a year after uh, to Washington, D.C. here. So uh, my mom was a very pioneering woman. Ah. So what triggered your passion to consider engineering as a career path? 
what actually got me excited in high school at San Diego, uh, we had a really great physics teacher, Mr. Silvera. And I remember him uh, introducing us to electricity. And I was just fascinated by the electricity. You could, it, there was so much energy and power that you can't touch it. And actually, um, the, at the time, in our village, I lived in a village about eight miles north of Spanish Town. We had just got electricity. And so mm. I wanted, I went to the owners, <laughs> homeowners around, and I started to experiment with their homes. I'd have different gauge wires and actually change out that wire and actually turn the wood out power because it wasn't the right gauge wire. So they were a little annoyed at me at times. But I, I had a lot of fun with that, and I was just fascinated by physics in particular, and that actually spurred my, my uh, consideration of engineering. I see. You know, in your audience are young folks with aspirations. What do you say to young folks who are considering STEM-related careers as a career path? Well, I think that's – today, knowledge changes rapidly, very rapidly. The thing with STEM-like subjects, it actually gives you – a, a good solid basis because in your generation, the kids coming up, they'll be having career changes between 10 and 12 career changes. Mm-hmm. For myself, they're going to be having um, much, much more because uh, the world is technology changed so far. It's actually disrupting um, stability in, in how we do things. And so they need to be prepared for their next career. Having a technical background, a solid background in the sciences, in math, in um, in even the art are going to be really critical in the future for folks who are able to be adaptable to the very rapidly changing world. So having a solid background in STEAM is going to be very, very important going forward to have um, the kind of sustainable career and to be able to support yourself. I see. So what triggered your motivation to consider doing a book about Talawa? Well, it's in the word Talawa, that from Bililba to Talawa, it's been around a long time. We kind of say it over and over. And when you repeat something over and over, it becomes commodity. It loses real meaning. Mm-hmm. And so each independence I usually try to do something different. I ran into a friend of mine at an event for the Institute of Caribbean Study here in Washington. Um, she had written a book, actually did a PhD study in what the common traits for successful people for the Caribbeans were. So I said to her, Dr. Shelley, uh, how do we get that kind of information down to the grassroots to where kids can actually start to absorb it and parents can, can have a, a toolkit to help their parents, uh, their kids, to be successful and have those common traits in it? And so this idea that's very, the word Talwa resonated. It's a word mm. that we can actually read, but we wanted to verbalize it. So instead of having uh, noun, we we said if you're Talawa on, it makes the verb. 
it puts some action in it, and it brings a freshness and a new emphasis and a new energy to it that we can actually drive people's motivation. We wanted to launch it around the 55th Independence of Jamaica, that um, where people were thinking about their nature, nation. We wanted them to do much more than just um, celebrating in a party way, but to take some time and reflect of how far we've come and what kind of things is going to take us to go forward. And mm. we think that when we we revive this word Talawa, give it new energy, it could give us, it could be one of the engines to drive us to greatness in the future. So, what are the main issues you see facing Jamaica, and how will this book help? We live in a world where value has to be created. It's not, um, we, we pride ourselves. I saw somebody place a study up the other day, said that um, Jamaicans were um, one of the leading nations, the amount of PhDs per capita that we have. Not having knowledge is one thing. Taking that knowledge and creating value out of it is very important. And so Talua, the idea of the spirit of Talua, when we look at the people that we think have made game changes for ourselves, that we would say they are Talawite, are people were able to take a situation and apply their leadership, their skills, their treasure, their resources, and make a difference for people. Right. When, if we're going to make a difference in people's life, we can't just have a, a head full of knowledge. We have mm-hmm. to be able to take that knowledge and innovate. So innovation and entrepreneurship are going to be key success factors that we really need to drive and drive hard. This yes. book lays out some of the key steps that you have to do. Yet you can't be afraid of failure. No. <laughs> That's one of them. Right? You try, you try, you don't give up, you persist, you go back to the drawing board. And so we try to emphasize several of those skills that people are going to use to derive, not just having a, a head full of knowledge, to be able to take that knowledge persevere, and to create value that can be exported wherever they are within the Jamaican community. Mm -hmm. So we have a series of steps to actually help them to do that. Right. So if you're a principal to share with folks about Talawa, what would it be? What could it be, the word Talawa? No, what would it be? Okay. If could you repeat my question? Um, if you're a principal to share with folks about Talawa, what would it be? The principle that I would share is that one that we can use our creative imagination to make a difference. If we go back, one of the brightest men ever in the last century, Einstein said, knowledge is great, imagination is everything. And so when we can use our imagination and create, um, we're great at athletics, we're great at arts, we have some great scientists um, Uh like Dr. Loy, what he's doing, you know, 
within um, our plant. We're going to need a new generation of folks who see some of the resources that we have, not just celebrate what we have, but seeing how we can add value to that. So we're going to have to be able to apply our imagination in new ways to create new possibilities for ourselves. And so Kaloa, to me, going forward, is to be able to have a foresight to look around the corner where you can't see, but through your imagination, to see what's possible and create the possibility of that thing happening. So that's what the new meaning of Talaway is to me. And to be persistent, because sometimes you may be wrong, and you may have to experiment, but you'll have perseverance to get to get that goal. So you're a person of faith. How does this help inform your decision to proceed? My my faith is very important to me because it gives me um, faith and my imagination kind of go together. You don't you don't see a God in in flesh and blood, but you know He's there from the sensibilities that you have and the, and the spiritual experience that you have. The discipline that I have in my life comes from my faith. It takes discipline to be perseverant. And without that, uh, you easily give it up. You'll either give it up. If you do not have hope, hope is the oxygen of the soul. And without hope, I like that. you mm-hmm. never survive. Mm-hmm. So those are just, and then there's love. The, you know, the, the three big ones I said, faith, hope, and love, are the big issues in my life, the core values that actually allows me to have the kind of meaningful life and be mm-hmm. able to give and give generously to others around me. And that does be fearful because I, I have confidence that I have I've been destined for great things. I've seen God's movement in my life. He's protected me. He's given me resources. And he said, go make it happen. Mm. I see. So now you have a unique position on innovation being at the patent office. What are the questions we should be asking to make meaningful decisions that will allow us as a country to evolve our smarts to a more robust economy? In the new world, ideas matter. That's what the patent office is all about. The patent office in the United States, where I work, delivers, because of our work, at least $300 billion a year from the invention that takes place there. So without inventions being happening, without trademarks happening, the economy actually stagnates because it has to be moving. It, as things, as products go out, they become stale, they become commodity, they become cheaper. So if you're going to create new value, new wealth, you have to create new ideas to um, make it happen. This year, what we celebrated, 10 years since we've had the iPhone, most people, it's, it's an indispensable piece of their um, life these days. But without Steve Jobs making that invention and that kind of demand, it wouldn't have made a difference. Steve Jobs had 313 patents in total. When he died, wow. he actually had a special, a special display that's actually traveling the the world right now to show all of this man's inventions 
not the type of, but he had that type of uh, possibility. We may not be on the same scale as Steve Jobs, but there are ways that we can take the resources that we have and create new products, new services, be it in tourism, be it in travel, be it in how we we multiply um, the foods that we eat, that we can sustain ourselves, be it with energy. We have a huge costly energy thing. We need to actually lower energy to make us more productive. So we have lots of places where we have to be able to adapt technology to get innovative, to start making a difference that the lives of ourselves and our children and our grandchildren would be much more sustaining than it is today. It's all about the quality of life and what we do to be able to make that happen. I see. So, we've learned a little bit about what this book is about. How can folks get a copy of it? Well, we're, we want to be very generous. We've been actually giving away copies. <laughs> we're going to give away copies till the end of this month. And okay. if they'd like to get the copy, they can go to one place. We were just initially we we're going to give away 55 copies, one copy for every independent year of Jamaica. But mm-hmm. we talked to each other and we said, suppose we made it for the entire month of August. So you hear if that, they, folks? folks would like the a copy of the book. The entire month. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Not just August 6th, but the entire month of August. Mm-hmm. They can go to talawaon.com. That's T-A-L-L-A-W-A-H-O-N.com. Talawaon.com. Mm-hmm. There's a video there that kind of gives an overview, and they enter the information, and um, they'll get a link to the book that they can uh, have access to wherever they are in the world. It's an ebook. It's in its ebook form that we're giving it away free. Awesome. So TalawaOn.com. TalawaOn.com. Do you have any closing nuggets that you would like to share with our audience? Jamaica, including diaspora, are we at the at nexus in time of history that um, – we need to look seriously and reflectively how we can integrate our ideas, be it here in the diaspora or in, in Jamaica, to have a virtual Jamaica that we are all in one harmony to be able to drive the next generation. I it's absolutely take love that. Unity of purpose. Yeah, it's going mm-hmm. to take unity of purpose to actually do that. When we organize ourselves, and not fight among ourselves, but actually organize ourselves and have a sense of grace and compassion and, and, a, and a goal of making Jamaica a mighty nation, we'll go very far. So we have to put, check the ego at the door, see what the greater possibility is, combine our effort, and as you said, one love can now take on new meaning, not just in a song but in the prosperity of our country. That's right. So to learn more about Jamaican Diaspora, visit Jamaican Diaspora, of course, um, to get that free book. And we just want you to keep on, even if you, even if it's a month that passed when you hear this podcast, still visit Talawa On. And, of course, visit 
digital to grow media, to learn a little bit more about Chris and all the exciting things he's doing. So we'll see you next month. Bye now. Thank <laughs> you.